Hello everyone, you're listening to the Mike Calamity Show, episode 419, Ash Wednesday. Well, it's early in the morning here on Ash Wednesday in 2019, and this is actually something I've wanted to kind of discuss a bit for a while because I really feel strongly about the season, the idea of Lent, not just from a religious perspective or a spiritual perspective, but also for a personal development and recentering perspective. I think whether you subscribe to the teachings of Catholicism or Christianity or, or any religion that is observing Lent in any way, which actually there are more than just you know one, uh, then I believe that it's, you know, even if you don't, and you just subscribe to more of a secular theory or your own theory of it, it's just still things really worth considering and really worth applying. And today I want to talk a little bit about Ash Wednesday, and then just kind of set forward that I will be bringing up some things about Lent for the next, you know, 46 days or so. But since today is Ash Wednesday, I'm up early because I'm going to be heading in to my school early to prepare for Ash Wednesday Mass, which I'll be performing with a children's choir at about 9.15 this morning, but there's some preparation to be done. Uh, I just wanted to kind of get in and talk a little bit about what it is, where it kind of come from, and where we're going, and also what we're called to do during the Lenten period. I remember when I was younger, um, being raised Catholic, and it reminds me of, in a, in a funny way, it reminds this kind of thing reminds me of of Christmas. You know, I always had the sense on Christmas Eve into Christmas that something was uh, cosmologically significant that was happening and that we were simply there experiencing it. And in a way, it almost reminds me of what it must have felt like to believe you know, the Greek gods were real, right? <laughs> like, like, this is the day that Zeus is going to come down and such and such is going to happen and we're here just to witness this. That, that was kind of the sense I used to have about things like this, including Lent. Um, I would feel like something significant had shifted in the cosmos for Lent to be happening every year, and that's why we observed it. But now, you know, of course, through study, I realize that, that Lent um, is actually kind of what has been brought together and has eventually been accepted um, of a bunch of different traditions and a bunch of different things over the centuries. I mean, we can look far back and see that different parts of the world obviously had different ways of celebrating Lent or, or prayer-filled periods leading up to Easter. There were some that had it for only you know, 30 days. There were some that had it for three weeks. There were some that had it for three days. I mean, there, there's these different, all these different things that eventually were brought together and homogenized. Um, and then, you know, of course, when we have the first, um, the first, you know, Catholic uh, liturgical guides being sent out, which were, I think, if I remember correctly, it's about the 9th or 10th century. I know someone, people might listening, some people listening to this who actually might actually be like getting their PhD or finishing in, uh, in scripture might be calling me out on this. Kevin, I'm looking at you if you're listening to this, but, uh, and you can correct me. I'll, I'll, I'll correct it the next time I do the podcast for sure. But, um, these things were all brought together to represent a 40 day kind of period. 40 is a significant number. Now, now let's be honest though. It's not 40 days. It's 46 days because we don't have the weekends be a period of fast. So we have the weekends off, but collectively 
we have 40 fasting days throughout Lent. So that, that's the basic idea there. Now, of course, the 40 days are there to, first of all, represent uh, the time that Jesus went into the desert to be tempted prior to his ministry. But it also is there um, for a lot of other significant things, too. And I think it's there for us to kind of call ourselves. It's, it's, this is a period of initiation, traditionally. You know, this is where a lot of people would um, be initiated. And then, of course, they're baptized on Easter or during the Easter Vigil or all that. I mean, they're, they're ready to... Um, they're ready to then join the church. You know, I think every year when we enter into this, we are now preparing ourselves to undertake our own ministry in our own work again uh, on behalf of this as we as we move into you know Easter and, and beyond. Ash Wednesday begins with a powerful thing that I really find um, powerful, which is one: remember what we come from, right? But then remember where we're going. Remember you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Now, I hear a lot of people kind of not wanting to really say the, you know, point uh, directly to what this is by saying, oh, yes, it's, it's reminding us of where we come from, you know, dust. Okay, but then again, it's also reminding us we're going to die. <laughs> it's like, this, this is going to end. Tick-tock, people. Let's go. Remember who you are. Remember the reality of where you come from and where you are going and what are you doing. It, to me, this is a great wake-up call. It's like get conscious. Remember what is important. Remember the work that you're supposed to be doing here or that you are doing, that you're, that you're kind of moving forward in, into with, with life. Right Now, of course, we also have to realize that the sin, the fracturing from ourselves, the fracturing from, from who we are and what we're called to be, these are the things that cause these, these problems. We have to recognize where we fractured from ourselves and therefore fractured from, from God, our creator, our purpose, however you want to say it. So it's really recognizing where we have made these divisions unnecessarily and realizing, wait, we're going to die. This is, this is something we need to address. You know, we, we can't just sit here and be caught up in the day-to-day, uh, you know, malaise of life. The, the things we're called to do during Lent, and I'm not going to get so far into this, I don't want this to be a 45-minute podcast this morning, but I think the things we're called to do as we go through this, and I'll be getting into this more in the future, is one, we are meant to fast. And that, that doesn't mean that we have to not eat for days on end. Um, a lot of times people give up something. I will say Lent is not uh, something there to just like, it's not a 30-day, you know, no cursing challenge or something. It's, it's far more than that. It's, it's giving up something that you feel is distracting you from who you are. It's giving up something that is distracting you from hearing uh, the Holy Spirit, your inner voice, God, whatever. And it is about kind of regaining control over your mental space. So fasting is something about that. So when you choose something, it should be significant. It should be something within your life that makes sense. That's why, you know, giving up candy, well, maybe for some people that's a earth-shattering thing. But for me, like, it wouldn't matter because I never eat candy. Um, but but really something that's distracting me from from my, my overall purpose, that needs to go. I think for a lot of people, Netflix would probably be one of the best things ever to give up, but that's another podcast entirely. The other thing we're asked to do is pray. 
and uh, you're praying for uh, for God's grace. You're praying for all of these things. However, I will say that for me, during Lent, what I do is the first thing I do is I spend time uh, trying to peel back the layers of the things that I might have built up myself that have taken me away from myself. And then the next thing I do is I turn my prayers to gratitude. I give thanks for everything that I have. And I give thanks for all that I have been blessed with, including the things that seem negative at the time. I, am, I have gratitude for all of it. And then the third thing we're called to do, and this goes right after this, is I turn that gratitude into physical action as well. And I turn and I give to those who need it. One of the most powerful things in the world you can have is gratitude and feeling good. And then one of the best things you can do is take that and make it real again in the world by expressing gratitude through giving. So those are things we're really called to do. Now these 40 days, let me address this very quickly because I do want to do this in a longer form podcast here in the future, but 40 days shows up very, very consistently all over scripture. In fact, it shows up in Judaism, of course, Christianity, and uh, in Islam, actually, which is a pretty interesting thing. Now, it is it is kind of accepted that 40 days is used in kind of Middle Eastern traditions to represent a large approximate number, kind of like upteenth or, you know, upteen. Um, so it's, it's not an exact time, right? But see, so for instance, in the Old Testament, we talk about 40 days. Uh, it's something that's kind of used like two distinct points of time. Uh, but say there was 40 days and 40 nights of the flood that, uh, that Noah was in. We know that uh, spies were sent by Moses to explore the land of uh, Canaan for 40 days. The Hebrew people lived in the lands outside of the promised land for 40 years. Okay, and it, it's at that point, it kind of take, represents the time it takes for a new generation to arise. Uh, several Jewish leaders and kings were said to rule for 40 years. And uh, like Eli, Saul, David, Samuel, Solomon, Goliath challenged the Israelites twice a day for 40 days before David defeated him. Moses spent three consecutive periods of 40 days and 40 nights on Mount Sinai. The prophet Elijah had to walk 40 days and 40 nights before arriving on the Mount Horeb. I mean, you, you kind of see the entire point here, right? Now, of course, we then go to in, uh, in the New Testament with Jesus. Before his temptation, he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights in the Judean desert. 40 days was also the period from the resurrection of Jesus to the ascension of Jesus. And I mean, so there's there's a lot of things here, right? Lent, 40 days preceding Easter. We're just seeing that this is a consistent uh, number that shows up all of the time. And really, I mean, even though it's, it's meant as just an expression, I think having that specific time really makes sense. And one of the cool things about Lent is when I really went in and studied it, every single week, every single day has a liturgical meaning has something that matters and there's actually a four-year cycle so year a year b year c year d and they cycle different readings different meanings per year so i'll be getting into that more and more um, if you're interested at all if you're not i completely understand but since we're here with ash wednesday let's just let's just leave it here remember from dust you came and to dust you will return you are going to die. It is time for us to 
find the things that are distracting us from ourselves and being our true selves and to rectify it and to begin living, contributing, being thankful for, and just kind of atoning for the things that we have done that have separated us from ourselves. Have a blessed and lovely Ash Wednesday. and I'll talk to you next time. If you want to send me a message, you can. MikeLaminate.com. If you find yourself being creative with poetry, lyrics, short fiction, consider listening to my radio show, World Poetry Open Mic. We broadcast every Friday at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can find us at World Poetry Open Mic. Net. But for this podcast, the next episode will be tomorrow. So until then, keep living authentically and keep living creatively. Thank you.